Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Rosicrucian Meditation, Meditating the Rose Cross. Rosicrucianism is, above all, a path of practice. Throughout his life, Rudolf Steiner gave many indications and meditation practices to his students that were explicitly Rosicrucian in nature. Some of these follow. We can rise to a state of supersensible consciousness only from ordinary waking consciousness, the state the soul lives in prior to its ascent. Training provides the soul with methods that will lead it out of the ordinary waking state. Among the first methods provided by the training discussed here are some that can still be described as functions of ordinary waking consciousness. The most important of these methods consists of silent activities of the soul, in which the soul devotes itself to certain specific mental images that have the intrinsic power to awaken certain hidden faculties in it. Such mental images are different from those of our daily waking life, whose purpose is to depict outer things. The more truly they do this, the truer such images themselves are. And it is part of their essential nature to be true in this sense. But this is not the purpose of the mental images the soul concentrates on when its goal is spiritual training. Images intended for spiritual training are not structured so as to reproduce anything external, but to have an awakening effect on the soul. The best mental or thought it pictures for this purpose are symbolic ones, but others can also be used. And now, a word from our sponsors. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. While we cannot control whether any ads get put in the spots allocated, we thank you for listening to those that do since they help keep this project alive. You can also get ad-free content and bonus content and videos and a private webpage by subscribing exclusively to magicwithoutfears.com for only a couple dollars a week or $6 a month or 50 for the year. It helps a lot, plus you get emails about other exclusive things. Thank you very much. The content of these mental images is not essential. The point is that the soul devotes all its energies to having nothing in its consciousness other than the mental image in question. In our everyday soul life, the soul's energies are divided among many different things, and our mental images shift rapidly. In spiritual training, the point is to concentrate the soul's entire activity on a single mental image that is freely chosen as a focus for consciousness. For this reason, symbolic images are better than ones that represent outer objects or processes and have a point of contact with the outer world, since these do not force the soul to rely on itself to the same extent as it does with symbols that it creates out of its own energy. 
What is imagined is not important. What is important is that the process of visualizing the image frees the soul from dependence on anything physical. By recalling what happens in memory, we can begin to grasp what it means to immerse ourselves in a visualized image. For example, if we look at a tree and then turn away from it so that we can no longer see it, we can reawaken the mental image of the tree in our memory, The mental image we have of a tree when it is not actually present before our eyes is the memory of the tree. Let us imagine that we retain this memory in our soul. We allow the soul to rest on this memory image and attempt to exclude all other images until the soul is immersed in the memory image of the tree. But in this case, although the soul is immersed in a mental image, The image is a copy of something perceived by our senses. However, if we now attempt the same thing with an image that we insert into our consciousness through an act of free will, we will gradually be able to achieve the necessary effect. I will illustrate this with a single example of contemplating or meditating on a symbolic mental image. First, this mental image must be built up in the soul. I can do this as follows. I imagine a plant taking root in the ground, sprouting one leaf after another, and continuing to develop up to the point of flowering. Then I imagine a human being alongside this plant. In my soul, I bring to life the thought that this human being has qualities and abilities that can be called more perfect than those of the plant. I think about how human beings are able to move around in response to their feelings and intentions while plants are attached to the ground. But then I also notice that although human beings are certainly more perfect than plants, they also have characteristics that we cannot perceive in plants. Characteristics whose absence can actually make plants seem more perfect than humans. Human beings are filled with desires and passions which their actions obey and certain errors result from these drives and passions. In contrast, I see how plants obey the pure laws of growth as they develop one leaf after another and open their flowers without passion to the sun's chaste rays. I can say that human beings have an advantage over plants with regard to a certain type of perfection, but that the price they have paid for this perfection is to allow urges, desires, and passions to enter their nature alongside the forces of the plants that seem so pure to me. Next, I visualize the green sap flowing through the plant. I imagine this as an expression of the pure, passionless laws of growth. Then I visualize the red blood flowing through human arteries and imagine it as an expression of urges, desires, and passions. I allow all this to arise in my soul as a vivid thought. Then I think about how human beings are capable of development, how they can use the higher soul faculties to cleanse and purify their urges and passions. I think about how this destroys a baser element in these urges and passions, which are then reborn on a higher level. The blood may then be imagined as the expression of these cleansed and purified urges and passions. For example, in the spirit, I see a rose and say, In the red sap of the rose blossom, I see 
the color of the plant's green sap transformed into red, and the red rose, like the green leaf, obeys the pure, passionless laws of growth. Let the red of the rose symbolize the blood that is an expression of purified urges and passions. They have been stripped of their baser element, and are now similar in purity to the forces that are active in the red rose. At this point, I try not to only assimilate these thoughts with my intellect, but also to bring them to life in my feeling. I can have a blissful sensation when I imagine the growing plant's purity and absence of passion. I can generate a feeling in myself for the price human beings must pay for greater perfection by acquiring urges and desires. This can transform my earlier bliss into a serious feeling. Next, a feeling of liberating happiness can stir in me as I devote myself to the thought of the red blood that can become the vehicle of my inwardly pure experiences, just like the red sap of the rose blossom. It is important not to think the thoughts that serve to build up a symbolic mental image unaccompanied by feeling. After living in these thoughts and feelings for a while, we can transform them into a symbolic image as follows. We imagine a black cross. Let this be the symbol of the baser element that has been eliminated from our urges and passions. We imagine seven radiant red roses arranged in a circle where the two beams of the cross intersect. Let these be the symbol of the blood that is an expression of cleansed, purified passions and urges. This symbolic image must now be called up before our mind's eye in the way described earlier with regard to a memory image. A symbolic mental image such as this has the power to awaken our souls when we inwardly immerse ourselves in it and devote ourselves to it. We must try to exclude all other mental images while we are immersed in this one. We must allow only this symbol to linger before our mind's eye in the spirit, and it must be as vivid as possible. It is important that this symbol was not immediately proffered as a soul-awakening image, but was first built up by specific ideas about plants and human beings. Because the effectiveness of a symbol like this depends on its being put together in this way before it is used for meditation. If we imagine it without first having gone through this build-up in our own souls, the symbol remains cold and is much less effective than if it has received its soul-illuminating power through this preparation. During meditation, however, we should not summon up all these preparatory thoughts. We should allow only the image to linger vividly before us in the spirit while permitting the feeling we had as a result of these preparatory thoughts to resonate. In this way, the symbol becomes a token of this experience of feeling, and its effectiveness is due to the fact that the soul dwells on this experience. The longer we can dwell on it without a different and disruptive image intervening, the more effective the whole process will be. However, it is a good idea to frequently repeat the process of building up the image outside the time we actually set aside for the meditation, through thoughts and feelings of the type described above. So that the feeling doesn't fade away, the more patience we have in renewing it, the more significant the image becomes for our souls. This symbol of the rose cross 
was intended to illustrate the process of effective meditation. In spiritual training, any number of images of this sort can be used, and they could be built up in many different ways. Certain sentences, phrases, or single words may also be assigned as subjects for meditation. The goal of all these methods of meditation, however, is to tear the soul away from sensory perception and to rouse it to activity in which physical sense impressions are meaningless and the development of dormant inner soul faculties becomes the essential thing. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk that's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now. HermeticScienceEnterprises.co.uk